Welcome to Monstrology episode four. My name is Will King and I am joined by my co-host Madrin McCabe. Madrin, it is nice to see you. Hello. I'm yes. very sick. <laughs> yes, it is uh, unfortunately better to see you than to hear you today. Um, you know, usually I see and hear you and it's uh, both delightful, but today uh, you're a little under the weather. So uh, I can still hear everything that you're saying perfectly well, but it's uh, a lot more nose than we're used to hearing. It's, uh, it's a little congestified. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so seemingly random question. <laughs> um, when's the last time you were at Ikea? Uh, believe it or not, like two weeks ago. Really? <laughs> yeah. My sister has developed an obsession with houseplants. Uh -huh. And so requires several plant stands huh because you know it's just one of those things that ikea um is maybe one of the best examples i can think of of a modern uh maze uh and one that you go into and you really have no way out other than following a very specific uh specific set of rules and instructions and i feel like i've gotten lost in there all the time uh and such a thing would also drive me crazy um a lot like our guest today and our monster of the episode which is the minotaur are uh funny uh, for multiple reasons <laughs> one because i don't know entirely how to pronounce it correctly there's minotaur minotaur or minotaur and i'm all talking about the same monster here uh, but you might get a, a bit of both uh depending from where you're from in the world and... just say it really fast just like minotaur minotaur yeah minotaur. <laughs> yeah it's it's like the way you say worcester sauce well, right, you I just gotta like take a running start at it and just do it really fast. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I did look it up. I, I think it's correct to say Minotaur, even though it, I, I maybe it's just a Canadianism of vowels together that I want to say tor, like an AU sound. People in the UK say Minotaur uh, instead of Minotaur. So there is some variance, but I think my variance is just wrong. But they do say it like that in some movies, so we could all be a little bit wrong. Um, and we'll find out later from our guest uh, the right way to pronounce it. Um, but minotaurs are, in general, a half bull, half human monster. Um, they're supernaturally strong, and they eat human flesh. <laughs> Got anything else to add to that uh, shopping list of uh, monster uh, features? Uh, well, uh, yeah, I mean, for the most part, my understanding of a minotaur is that the half bull part is on top is like mm -hmm. is the head and then it has the body of a man but <laughs> yeah. i was i was reading that occasionally they are depicted the other way around where it's a bull's body with a man's head which was uh, sounds actually more like to me like a centaur mm -hmm. yeah and i guess in that sense a uh, uh minotaur is a bit of a reverse centaur 
Uh, but we'll, uh, we'll get <laughs> shout into out to Bradford Sadler. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll see if he listens to the podcast, but um, it's uh, I, yeah. I, I mean, I definitely imagine the bull on top more, but I think mm-hmm. that, that you could get, you know, human on top bull on the bottom. And um, you know, the more that I say this, the more sexual it sounds. So I think I'm just going <laughs> to move on to. Uh, well, speaking of sexual, tell us oh. more about the myth of the Minotaur, Will. Yeah, the Minotaur has definitely uh, a complicated uh, Greek backstory. Um, it's very much like a, a singular monster. So I'm very interested to hear from our guests and see what part of the lineage they fall into. Um, but there's going to be a few parts to this. So the first is... Um, the kind of creation story of the Minotaur. And um, it has to do with King Minos. Um, So after King Minos ascended to the throne of Crete, uh, he was competing with his brothers to rule. And uh, he prayed to Poseidon, the sea god, lord of the sea. uh, As one does. As one does, uh, to send him a snow white bull as a sign of support. And it was pretty basic. He had to just kill the bull and show honor to the deity. Uh, But like a true human, he decided to keep it instead because of its beauty. And he thought Poseidon wouldn't care if he kept the white bull or sacrificed one of his own, which is like, just don't, don't do that. Just don't. When 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 is defying what a god wants? ever a good idea when does that ever work out for somebody never never it's always like they're very literal things so logically um to punish minos poseidon uh made pasiphae minos's wife fall deeply in love with the bull and pasiphae had the craftsman daedalus make her a hollow wooden cow and without getting into the logistics of that the offspring was the monstrous minotaur um which was the combination of those two things um pasiphae nursed him uh, but he grew and grew and became ferocious and being the unnatural offspring of a woman and a beast he had no natural source of nourishment and so he devoured humans for sustenance um Minos, after getting advice uh, from the Oracle of uh, at Delphi, had Daedalus construct a giant labyrinth to hold the mon- uh, the Minotaur, Minotaur, M- Minotaur, <laughs> and um, just like trap it there, and then he could feed his enemies to the beast. Um, but really, it wasn't a great solution. It was just like take this monstrous thing that I created and stick it in a labyrinth. Uh, and also, can we just say that like Daedalus is a huge weirdo <laughs> because he both facilitated this like wooden cow and built this giant labyrinth for it to exist in. Uh, and although he's like a great creator, it's like, who is this guy? Um, well, he seems like one of those inventors that like he never asks if he should do something. He just asks if he can, mm-hmm. you know, and that that's where a lot of really great uh science fiction and fantasy comes from right mm-hmm. is you know when someone never asks the uh the moral question of whether or not they should do something they just pursue whether or not they actually can achieve it well and it feels like he basically had the ancient greek equivalent of a blank check like it's just like just do whatever right. we, we need you to do it just keep keep building all of those things yeah um so that's how the minotaur was created um but there's a pretty famous piece of lore and mythology which is Theseus's story of slaying the Minotaur. And I'm just going to go into that to give context to this, because I think it really defines uh, the monster and the, the context in which we see it. 
I, yeah, I think it's, this is where our modern vision of what the, the Minotaur is and, and where the monstery part comes from. And certainly when we get into pop culture later, you'll see that it's this kind of myth and this story that's repurposed uh, into creating different things. Um, so in this story of, of Theseus, who slays the Minotaur, um, it starts with the son of Minos, Androgeus. I always want to say androgynous, uh, uh, but that's, or Andronicus, <laughs> like Titus Andronicus, but it's Androgeus. That's its own thing. That's its own thing. <laughs> uh, Androgeus went to Athens to participate in the Pan-Athenaic Games, which is not the Olympics. It's another thing that involves, I think, one extra day of partying, uh, but it's another uh, sport uh, game. And um, while he was there, he was unfortunately killed during the marathon by the same bull that impregnated his mother, uh, Pasiphae. And Minos was infuriated and demanded that uh, Aegeus, the king of Athens, send seven young uh, men and seven young, it's always this like virginal, pure woman. Always virgins. Um, uh, every, it's, there's some variance on this too, whether it's every year, every seven years, every eight years. Those are the options. I don't know why there's no two to six, but it's every one, seven or eight years in the myth. Oh, I, I read that there are some versions where it was every nine years too. Oh, well, yeah, but still no it's two like to random six. numbers. <laughs> Only yeah. every year or seven through eight. Um, anyway, every sequence of these certain number of years, uh, they had to send these seven young men and young virginal women uh, to the Minotaur to avert a plague that would be caused by the deaths, uh, the death of Androgeus. Now, on the third cycle of this, Theseus, the son of Aegeus, decided to be one of the seven young men that would go to Crete in order to kill the Minotaur and end the human sacrifices to the monster. Uh, King Aegeus tried to make him change his mind, but Theseus was determined to slay this Minotaur. And Theseus promised his father, <laughs> I don't know why this specific plot point comes up, but it's so crucial. Uh, he promised his father that he would put up white sails when coming back from Crete, allowing him to know in advance that he was coming back alive. Um, the boat would return with black sails if Theseus was killed. That's the way that they dun, set up dun, their dun. sail color. Sounds um, very, this sounds very foreshadowing, Will. Does this important plot point come up later? Yeah, I've, I've really leaned into it now, so it better. Um, <laughs> so uh, uh, Theseus announced to King Minos that he was going to uh, kill the monster. But Minos, this uh, evil king, knew that even if he did manage to kill the Minotaur, Theseus would never be able to exit the labyrinth. It was too complex and it was designed by Daedalus, who's this nut bar, uh, that nobody would ever be able to escape. So he said, go for it, go into the labyrinth, try to kill the Minotaur, even if he succeeds, who cares? Um, but before he goes in, uh, Theseus also met Princess Ariadne, who's the daughter of King Minos, who madly fell in love with him and decided to help Theseus. She gave him a thread and told him to unravel it uh, as he penetrated deeper and deeper into the labyrinth so that he knew the way out when he killed the monster and he could follow the thread back to the beginning. Like Hansel and Gretel and their breadcrumbs. Yeah. Uh, except oh. I think if it was breadcrumbs, the Minotaur might eat Maybe them. Maybe the Minotaur might have eaten them. <laughs> I mean, by the same logic, I think he could just probably break the thread, but he didn't. So uh, they went further and further into the labyrinth with this thread. And uh, Theseus uh, 
uh, managed to kill the Minotaur, uh, which is in himself a huge uh, achievement, and to save the Athenians. And with Ariadne's thread, he managed to retrace his way out. Um, and it was this uh, big success, and uh, Minos was shocked, and Theseus took Princess Ariadne back with him and left Crete, sailing happily back to Athens. But on the oh. way back, on the way back, they decided to celebrate his great achievement of killing the Minotaur and party on an island, as you do after you slay a beast. Sure, um, sure. In their revelry, it was a big party, and Ariadne drank and then fell asleep on the shore and didn't reboard the ship home. Theseus realized she was gone on the trip back, uh, but it was too late to go back and get her. And overwhelmed with grief, he forgot to change the sails from oh. uh, black to white or white to black or whatever it was. And um, now there's some versions of this that say that he left her on purpose, but I think the story works better if he forgot. Uh, that's, and, that's nicer. And that, it's nicer was, if he was just- a level just, of grief. <laughs> yeah, it's nicer if he was just kind of distracted versus yeah. like was I mean, a jerk who abandoned his girlfriend. Either way, if they were that close, Maybe he should have checked that she was on the boat, uh, but he didn't, and he was overwhelmed the, with Greek, grief. These old, these ancient Greek boats are really big, Will. It's That's it's true. hard to check. You can't check every nook and cranny. That's true. You you gotta, and you got to leave someone alone when they're hungover, I guess. But yeah, anyway. Right? If you've been partying for days on end, you know nobody thinks to check the holds, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, but anyway, the sails weren't changed. So the color was wrong. And King... Uh, Aegeus was waiting to see the sails of the boat, and he saw the black sails coming from afar and presumed his son is dead, and he uh, threw himself into the waters, committing suicide, and then since then, this is why the sea is called the uh, Aegean Sea, and so right. that's the origin of that sea as well. It comes from this uh, myth of Theseus slaying the Minotaur, and Theseus slayed all sorts of things. He's kind of like the common everyman within a lot of these stories, but this is, I think, his most famous um, myth. And it's it's kind of a cautionary tale um, about being being careful what you do, I think, after you succeed, that, that it, it's not over until it's over. And I think really slaying the Minotaur is the achievement, but it's not the point of the story. It's, it's you have to think about the consequence and, and keep your eyes on the prize, I think, uh, to a certain degree. Otherwise, your, interesting. your father will end up dead and the sea will be named after him. And it, it clears the order um, for him to take the throne. So that, that's part of it, too, is then Theseus becomes the king because his father committed suicide thinking he was dead. But it's all very Greek. Um, anyway, the main thing is that in this context, the Minotaur uh, was a beast that was slain by Theseus. And we'll see this story reinterpreted. And it's often the context mm -hmm. in which we see a Minotaur in pop culture. Um, yes. That's a whole lot of mythology, but I think the story is really valuable and interesting. Um, but there's one more uh, kind of uh, origin, I would say, for Minotaur, and it's it's quite simple in a way. Uh, Madrin, I'll pass it over to you to see if you've got anything else that you want to tack on there for Minotaurs before I dig into it. Well, it's not specifically about the Minotaurs itself, but because uh, you brought it up as well when we were talking about Ikea and its labyrinthine <laughs> layout. Yeah. Um, is that our uh, our modern idea of what a labyrinth is, is actually more like a maze. There is a mm -hmm. difference between a labyrinth and a maze. A maze is purposely built 
to confuse people and to make it very difficult to get out. But what is actually a labyrinth has a very distinct laid out path and only one way that you're supposed to go. Mm. And actually the way that labyrinths are supposed to be used and are actually traditionally used is for um, contemplation and for meditation because it is this very distinct laid out path that's constantly most of the time you'll see that they're almost in like a snail seashell shape Mm. so that it's this constant winding path that then loops back in on itself so you'll often see them in churches and hospitals and Mm. in places where people are looking to be reflective and contemplative because it's this repetitive um meditative thing to do um there's actually there's um a church down uh, metropolitan united that's at um queen and church queen and church queen and jarvis can't remember anyway I'll take they, actually, for it. <laughs> they, they actually have a labyrinth that's built into the tiles in the floor and it's used as part of like um you know like a therapeutic way as well so what we think of traditionally as labyrinths are actually mazes mazes mm-hmm. are the things that are designed to be very confusing and impossible to get out so well, it's actually- interesting that in the myth really what the minotaur is in is a maze but it's mm-hmm. always referred to as a labyrinth so I find well, that very interesting. I have a follow-up to that, actually, that ties really Ooh. well into what I was going to say is uh, similar to when we talked about the possibility of uh, uh, banshees coming from the sound that was created in the hills. Um, there's talk that the minotaur could come from the sound that was created from tectonic plates underground. And when we think oh. about a labyrinth, uh, you know, it's just interesting you're talking about labyrinth and mazes. I feel like when I had heard about the Minotaur, I always imagined it being above ground in in a... Yeah, like, like I always a, picture a hedge maze. Yeah, but what it actually, within this context, what they talk about is an underground labyrinth. And it's, oh. it's, it's almost like a series of tunnels that's followed. Um, and you see that through, it's, uh, we'll talk about that later in pop culture, but because there were the tectonic plates that were shifting, there would be a, a cruel bellowing that would come up like a moaning and it sounded um, so harsh and scary that people think that that could be uh, where the sound came from uh, that or originated Minotaur uh, sounds. Now- It's very interesting how people come up with, uh, you know, very, very imaginative reasons for, to explain natural phenomena that of course, with our science, we know why those things were caused. But uh, I actually much prefer most of the time the story of the myth. Like it's much more mm-hmm. fun to think of minotaurs and banshees yelling and wailing versus like, oh, it's just air. Mm-hmm. Well, it, and we know, of course, that it isn't just air because we're going to be joined later on in uh, the podcast by our special guest. Um, but uh, I'm going to take a quick break now. And when we return, we are going to be digging into pop culture of the minotaur. All right, so I don't know what it is about uh, pop culture and monsters, but the first place that I go is never like, I think, uh, a true indicator of what the monster is. It always goes to some like weird, irreverent movie. And the one oh, that I got- Oh, tell us, Will, what weird movie from the 1950s did you find this week? 
Uh, well, actually, there's slightly more modern this week. This one went right to a modern uh, movie called Role Models <laughs> that's directed by David Wayne. And um, it's got Paul Rudd and Sean William Scott, uh, Christopher Mintz-Plasse and um, Jane Lynch. And I think Elizabeth Banks too. But the premise Well, that's is, a great cast. I have is. not seen that movie, but that is a great cast. You know, it's pretty funny, actually. I, I didn't rewatch, but I've seen it a while ago. And um, the premise is that there's these two guys, which is um, Paul Rudd and Sean William Scott, and they're uh, salesmen for an energy drink. And the energy drink is called Minotaur. <laughs> and oh, the, like Red Bull. Yeah, or like Monster bum, bum, or whatever. Bum. And uh, the slogan is Taste the Beast. And they like, they go into high schools and they're like hucking cans, but um, they're like, I think drunk or something in the school and the car, which also looks like a minotaur, like goes into a fountain or some sort of statue or whatever. And um, the premise is that they have to enroll in a big brother program and they're a big brother to uh, Christopher Mintz Plass, who was a little bit younger, I guess, at the time. And it's all about LARPing and they have to like LARP with this kid and be friends with this kid. And they're kind of like, degenerates um and the minotaur comes back in as a character that they play anyway the do they larp is, as a, do they larp as a minotaur because that I would be awesome i won't say oh you don't want to give it away okay i feel like that could come up at the end uh maybe um okay well now i anyway, gotta go watch this movie it's pretty funny actually i i didn't watch it in the past week so i can't say like many other movies if it's held, held up or not but i can say that it was funny so um that was the first thing that came to mind um and i would recommend it i did watch another movie this week though that i can't say i would entirely recommend and that is a movie called minotaur that came out in 2006 uh that actually features i think tom hardy in his very first leading role as like a hero man and you can tell that he is very good in it but the movie is not it is like a bad horror um it's clunky and it's like got narration at the beginning and the end and the, the narrator is a character who for I mean this is a spoiler but I don't care it's like the whole time the narrator is talking over the movie but it turns out that the character that was talking is a character that out of respect or something didn't talk during the movie and then at the end explains in the last 30 seconds that like I never talked at that time because of my fear of whatever but I have been narrating the whole time and I was like that is a really lazy like it's that just is like, a heavy handed really lazy. really yeah. tacked on um it could have just been a random voice like for all I, I it matters and it just like is kind of like weirdly racist as well in the casting choice instead of them being greek it's like there's this secret society of people who like it's the same thing where they steal um men and women of a certain age but then there's just a secret society and they're all black which is not good and it's just like they have this horrible world and this beast that they pray to and it's like eh, for a movie that came out in 2006 it doesn't have as much forgiveness as some of the other films that i've watched in like you know 1960 that also is isn't good that they did it then but the sooner you get to now the less slack you get um yeah and so i don't recommend it but i do you have to say that Tom Hardy was quite good? And I could see why he, like you could see that he does a good job in this kind of um, action horror. Like uh, you can see how he would be good in something like Mad Max as you watch it. Like he fits in that world and there's something about the like 
kind of humor that he has in that world that that doesn't break his kind of action hero status. Um, so for that, I watched it. And <laughs> also my, because it had a minotaur in it. Out of my duty to this podcast, uh, I watched it. Um, there is some other films where a minotaur uh, appears. It appears in a film called Time Bandits, just a Terry Gilliam film. It appears in Necropolis, um, a 1970s film directed by Franco um, Bracani, which is like an art film that is very dry and very smart, uh, but very dry. And uh, he also pops in, in Disney's Hercules is a monster. I think a minotaur gets hit in the face and dropped into a pile with these other monsters. Um, just, I guess, because he was a Greek monster and pops up in like Hercules video games. Um, Wait, like the Disney Hercules from like 20 yeah. years ago or whatever? Yeah, oh, he just okay. kind of pops up as a monster in that. Uh, so that's our family-friendly version of the Minotaur for the week. Uh, and the, the only other thing of like visual movies or TV that I found is um, in the Netflix TV series Dark, which was Germany's first um, narrative TV series, uh, the the myth of like Theseus and the Minotaur is referred to in a number of episodes and there's like part of the story deals with this underground uh, labyrinth of underground tunnels um, and so it, it pops up in that show as well and that is quite a good show if anybody's looking for something I recommend that you listen to it with subtitles instead of the English dub but it's good. Um, yeah, oftentimes movies, uh, subtitles are so much better than the dubbing. Mm -hmm. Like yeah, they just don't capture that essence. That's all I've got for um, feature films and TV uh, for this week for the Minotaur. I think th I've got some other interesting context, but that's what I got for movies. Uh, well, for movies, okay, so I'm going to, uh, okay, so I'll go to movies first. Uh, I recently uh, watched a whole bunch of classic horror movies as part mm -hmm. of my Halloween movie watching ones that I had never seen before despite them being like the epitome of the genre which included The Shining oh okay the, go yeah, ahead yeah I, I, I watched I The Shining okay I watched The Shining for the first time yeah. ever um this past October and of for those who have seen this movie um a labyrinth maze a hedge maze uh features quite heavily in this movie mm -hmm. um and there was apparently a documentary called Room 237, which uh, references a very famous room that is part of the Shining movie as well. Um, and essentially the whole documentary is fan theories about the Shining. And one of them is that uh, the Shining is a modern retelling of the, the labyrinth myth because it features so heavily and then, of course, the plot of The Shining is that they're stuck in this giant hotel and you keep seeing the same rooms over and over again. And then there's actually like maze patterns printed on the carpets sometimes or they're printed on the, the uh, in the tiles sometimes. And then, of course, there is the actual labyrinth that is in The, the Shining and that is how it ends. Dun, dun. Mm -hmm. Spoiler alert on a 40 year old movie. Sorry. <laughs> um, um, and then what I thought was really interesting about that is that that then triggered my memory about an old Doctor Who episode. Um, typical Madrid. Typical Madrid. <laughs> yes. That I knew it was. I have yet to talk about Doctor We waited to I'm four. I'm actually su surprised. 
I, I we made uh, it to four episodes before I talked about Doctor Who. You can talk about Doctor Who whatever you want. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's an when I say old, uh, I, it's during the Matt Smith era, but there's an episode where the Doctor and Amy and Rory end up on this alien ship essentially that looks like a an old hotel. And they end up being stalked by this alien that presents itself as a minotaur. And so the progress of the episode is that they are, again, wandering through this hotel, seeing the same things over and over again, and they're being hunted by this monster. And they find other people in the hotel who can't remember how long they've been there, uh, who are also trapped and are being hunted by this minotaur. And it turns out that they are being lured by this minotaur to look into some of the hotel rooms and there's one for each individual person and whatever is behind that door is their deepest darkest fear mm. and so confronting that deep dark fear paralyzes them and they become brainwashed which allows the minotaur to take them and consume them eat them uh, and so of course our hero the doctor uh, manages to uh, uh, kill the Minotaur because Amy looks behind, she ends up looking behind her door and her greatest fear is that the doctor is not uh, a perfect hero who is always going to come back to save her. Mm. And the doctor says, well, that's true. I'm not always going to be there for you. I'm not a hero. You should not constantly rely on me. Mm. Uh, and that is the thing that breaks that spell and they're able to defeat the Minotaur. And that's actually in the plot of the series was fairly pivotal because when that happened, the doctor decided Amy and Rory shouldn't travel with me anymore. Like if she has such blind faith in me, mm -hmm. I'm obviously putting her in danger all the time. So they actually kind of shelved Amy and Rory for a few episodes and he went traveling off by himself, mm -hmm. uh, which didn't last forever. You know, they came, Amy and Rory came back, but it was quite pivotal in that development of that iteration of the doctor that he had to come to terms with not being a hero and traveling alone by himself. That's interesting too, that I think that idea of the like classic hero who's not really a hero in the end is also very Theseus and also very like of this myth, right? Of the, the grand killer of the Minotaur also <laughs> screws up in the end, right? Yes, that is, it is the, the thing that kills the Minotaur in this particular episode is confessing to being imperfect mm -hmm. and saying, don't put blind trust in me. Mm. Um, there is uh, a couple of really great games that feature uh, a Minotaur, uh, and there's one in particular that is kind of retro and cool um, from the year 1981, and it was produced by Radio Shack. <laughs> um, it's a text Wait, Radio Shack made a like a video game. Yes, that's right. Radio Ooh, Shack. <laughs> um, no, even before that, it was like text based. Oh. So actually, I, I don't oh. know if it was how that works exactly, but it's kind of old school. Um, now you can play it online if you look it up. It's called Madness in the Minotaur. And huh. you go through and it's, I mean, it's by today's standards, probably not a good game, but I think it's kind of cool. The text-based games where you have to make a decision of which direction you go into. And it's almost like the choose your own adventure books, right? Where you go down a couple wrong hallways and you end up dead. Or in this case, you're looking for items and uh, certain items get you through certain doors and th certain gates, and it's kind of random. So I think people had to keep playing to figure out how they got these keys. And the further that you went in, um, the, the closer to the, the center of the labyrinth you would get. And it was this concept of 
um, you're picking directions and you're picking up items and the items get you through areas and you're you're working yourself and that's why it's called madness in the minotaur um so i don't know i thought it was cool and cool. uh there's a much more modern game that i actually had been playing in the past year which is called hades um and it came out in 2020 i think it won game of the year it was at least nominated for game of the year um by super giant games and uh in this case uh the protagonist defeats the minotaur um, who is named Asterius uh, in the game, and you find them in Elysium. And in this context, he's fighting alongside Theseus for whatever reason. I think it's just because it was convenient. Uh, but the premise of Hades is your character is trying to constantly get out of the underworld, and so you have to fight all of these Greek gods um, or Greek monsters. Some of the gods are helping you, and some of the monsters are things that you have to get through. Um, but you play it on loop, and you level up, and each time you get further um, out of the underworld. Um, and I don't know, it's a lot of fun. But I just thought the context of them fighting alongside each other was weird and like, I don't know, kind of like forward thinking and also convenient. <laughs> but it, it squeezes them both in at the same time. So it's fun. It's just like kind of a hack and slash game. <laughs> um, but I actually really recommend that game. So I think that's my recommended thing from pop culture this week. Um, I do have some music this week too. Uh, I think last week I had no music, but there is uh, a song called The Minotaur, which is from uh, 1969. And it's one of the early uses of the Moog synthesizer. And it's actually really cool and like forward thinking for the time. And I recommend you listen to it. It's kind of long and sprawling and doing all this different stuff. Uh, it's composed by a guy named Dick Hyman, which is probably one of the most <laughs> unfortunate names of all time. I don't know why he went as Dick. Um, I won't dwell on that too much other than to say that that guy probably got picked on a lot. Um, why but was, when you could just be Richard? I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but there were great like American jazz pianists doing this cool stuff with the Moog synthesizer. And the song is actually like really influential on, on electronica. So um, I recommend you listen to uh, The Minotaur 1969 by Dick Hyman. Now, <laughs> I have one last piece of pop culture to share. Imagine if you got anything else you could jump in. I otherwise. do, I, I just okay, did I, I remembered, but, oh, you want me to go now? Okay. Um, I, I just remembered that there is a Minotaur in Dante's Inferno. Mm -hmm. um, when, Dante and uh, Virgil get down. And I think it's like, it's he's the first monster that they encounter is the Minotaur. And Dante manages to escape him by taunting the Minotaur and remind, and he does that by reminding him that Theseus killed him, uh, specifically with the help of Ariadne, who, as we might all remember from Will's story, is actually the Minotaur's half-sister. Hmm. So I think that that's part of Dante's taunt is not only was he killed by Theseus, but that his sister helped to, to kill him. And so this manages to distract the Minotaur enough that uh, Dante and Virgil end up um, getting past him and, and moving on to the next level hmm. uh, in, in the Inferno. Cool. Um... All right, my last piece of pop culture is a book because I realize I talk a lot about movies and not about books. Um, well, Dante's Inferno is a book. Yeah, no, but I mean about the things that I prepared to oh, talk that you about. Are, yeah, yeah. That Will will actually talk uh, about a book. Of my, of my own research. 
Um, there is a book called The Minotaur Takes a Cigarette Break, and it is a novel. And I read the first, it was like the free sample excerpt, and it sounds uh, really good. It was like a fun read for the nine pages that I got for free. Uh, but the concept is that 5,000 years on, uh, the Minotaur, or M, as he is known to his colleagues, is working as a line chef at Grub's Rib in the American Deep South. Uh, and he has been reduced from a monster with an appetite for human flesh to a broken creature with very human needs. And I don't know what it is, Matron, but I love the context of fancy monsters in everyday uh, situations. And so I feel like this is uh, a must read for me. Uh, and from the nine pages that I read, I recommend that other people read it and they can maybe tell me whether they liked it too. Um, that this monster is just like working as a fry cook. <laughs> yeah. If books were made by algorithms, this would be the book for me. <laughs> um, so that's all I got uh, in terms of pop culture. Uh, Madrin, last call. Uh, well, the only other thing I can think of is that when I, when I was reading about Dante's Inferno, it uh, reminded me that actually a couple of years ago, I acted in a play called Geek with an exclamation mm -hmm. mark by Crystal Skillman, which is essentially a very nerdy telling of the Dante's Inferno story. So it basically these two girls are trying to sneak into an anime convention so that they can meet uh, the creator of the anime who is their hero, but they have to get past all of these uh, tropey characters who are trying to stop them when they're at the convention. And one of the characters is Minnie the Minotaur mm. who challenges them to uh, basically like a fake arena battle. Like they have gladiator, you know, remember um, American gladiators with the, the things with the two foam on the end and they would oh, beat yeah. each other with them and knock them off the podium. So they have to fight Minnie the Minotaur with one of these like foam bat things, <laughs> which is very funny because the way that it's scripted, Minnie the Minotaur is actually this like little 12 year old girl. But oh. of course they, they, they play within the fantasy of, the, the of the anime so mm -hmm. Minnie the Minotaur is quite powerful within the, the anime right. itself so that's you know you buy into that fantasy smart expectation to right that you would set them up as being something fearsome and scary and menacing and then there's a nice reversal that it's a young girl right yeah like uh, and after the battle is over she's like oh now I gotta go home because it's past my curfew or like yeah. whatever it is like it's really it subverts that um that scary monster trope you know yeah Perfect. All right. So we also got some uh, contemporary theater in there. So that's yeah. awesome. Um, so that's it for pulp culture uh, for the Minotaur. We are going to take a quick break, but when we get back, we uh, are going to be joined by Nick Vardolos and Nick is a Minotaur. Uh, he's going to settle how to pronounce uh, this monster. And uh, he's going to let us know uh, what he's been up to a little bit about the culture. Uh, hey, I'm going to find out a lot uh, about this, and I'm really curious to see what he's been up to. So we'll uh, talk to you in a little bit. All right, and welcome back to Monstrology. I am really excited uh, to be joined here by Nick Vardolos, um, who is a minotaur. Now, can you confirm for me if I'm saying that correctly? 
Yeah, what up, Nick Vardolos in the house? Uh, hey. Yeah, I'm a Minotaur. I would say Minotaur. Oh, sweet Minotaur. Minotaur. Okay. That's how I say it. I don't know if other people say it. I don't want to be the. I don't want to be the person that decides how you say Minotaur. Uh, but well, thank you for giving me that responsibility. <laughs> well, for us, you will be. So I'm just gonna say it like that all the time. If someone in England wants to say Minotaur, go for it. Sweet England. You're, you're very agreeable, Nick. I, uh, you, seem, you seem really positive. Hey, I try, man. I try. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> oh, Nick. So, Nick, I, uh, in my research, a lot of the Minotaurs, uh, in, in history and, and myth seem to be kind of grumpy, angry people. Uh, well, but, typically they tend to eat people. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of a downer. We can get into that too, but, um, well, hey, uh, I don't eat that many people. Uh, <laughs> okay, no, not that many. No, only when I have to, when I run well, out of other food. Well, what is your what is your rate of consumption on human beings? Uh, so like, I'd say like once a week I eat, uh, like I, I, I order a whole bunch of food, right? I get moussaka, souvlaki, tzatziki, you know, things like that. Yeah. Um, uh, but the, the then that usually it takes a long time for me to get any more because I live in a maze. I don't know if you guys know that. Well, I was going to ask okay. you. So you live in a maze. Where's your maze at? Oh, my maze? Yeah. Uh, it's in the it's in the basement um, of a fun zone in Clifton Hills, Niagara Falls. <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, yeah, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a uh, both uh, thrilling and terrifying place to be. Uh, oh, I yeah. Imagine. No, it's a it's a mirror maze. Okay. So, oh. so talk about a reflective place to get lost. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so is it hard when you're when you're ordering all that food? Is it hard for the delivery people to find you to to make it to you to give you your food? Yeah, it's freaking almost impossible for them to find me. So when they do, yes, I eat the food, but then I typically will eat that delivery person now because because I know it's going to be a while before my next meal. Nick, I mean, I you you you're obviously very positive, but I was sensing just a little bit of you know frustration and anger creeping in there when the delivery man can't get in there. Do you ever bubble over with anger? Uh, I mean, if I do, uh, those people aren't alive to tell the tale. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, 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 right. Like so, Joe's Feta's Greek Village in St. Catharines is running out of delivery people. I'm sure. Okay, this is a good time, I think, to ask what I ask a lot of our guests, which is, uh, did our intern get things set up quickly for you? And are they doing okay? Uh, honestly, I ate them. That is a <laughs> oh, fact. No, no. Your intern uh, okay. went the way of Joe Feta's Greek Village delivery people. You know what? Imagine, I, I can't I can't blame Nick. I mean, I, I knew this was going to happen eventually. I'm going to have to call the family uh, once I think we finish recording. But um, hey. You know what? A guy's got to eat, I guess. Look. Yeah, you know, I, I have to say I'm I'm impressed that we've made it to episode four before an intern is eaten, yeah. to be honest. Oh, I mean, nobody's eaten an intern before? No, no you're not yet. You're the first. Um, uh, my bad, my bad, y'all. <laughs> no, it, look, I mean, it is I mean, it they're is. interns. And, and I had to say, credit to the intern, uh, Greg, who set this up today. The audio sounds excellent. So he went out on a real high note. Uh, he really sacrificed his body for the play, and um, we we appreciate. Uh, rest in peace, Greg. Um, 
Yeah, and- R.I.P. Greg. It was either in my belly or somewhere in the mirror maze. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> that is what it is. So, um, Nick, how's your family life? Uh, I uh, am an only child. Mm-hmm. Um, both my parents are dead. Okay. Uh, I can tell you about them if you want, I guess. I would love to hear about that. I mean, I'm just, I, it'll give us a sense of how old you are. I've got some questions about that, but maybe I just figured historically Minotaurs have kind of problematic families. And if you're willing to share, I think it would help us shed some light on this uh, modern mythology. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, uh, well, I'm 32 years old, so millennial, uh, whatever. (laughs) Um, Yeah, uh, so I guess I've got kind of a different uh, Minotaur uh, upbringing because my dad was a human and my mom was Mm. a dairy cow. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, Um, you know, I've heard that this could happen, but it's very rare. So you're uh, uh, probably um, one of a kind. Hey, Kaufu, Kaufa Vardolos, uh, that's my dad. Uh, you know, he fell in love with Suze the dairy cow. And who am I to judge their love? Well, I mean, you can't stand in the way of true love. You're you're the you're the son, so I guess you can judge if you want to, but I won't if you don't. Well, <laughs> I feel like people do look down on that sort of thing, actually. <laughs> Well, well, I mean, it's untraditional. It's untraditional. You don't really see a lot of uh, human cow relationships, but uh, you know, the heart wants what the heart wants, right? Well, yeah, I, I think there's lots of reasons for that, but I also think that most people don't assume that they can create offspring in such a magical way uh, with animals that are not the same animal as you. That was generally not believed to be scientifically possible, but here you are defying the odds. Yeah, I mean, uh... My dad, Kalfa, had like super strong uh, swimmers, I guess, and and Suze was pretty into it. And uh, I don't know, magic happens sometimes, you know. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm just, you know, you're pretty magical, a little yeah. pretty magical guy. Hey, you've got a demeanor that makes me feel like you would do uh, a killer job on a live stream. Do you ever do you ever hop on Twitch, play some games, maybe? Uh, you ever played the game Hades and live streamed? Oh, man, no, I don't play any video games. Uh, like I said, I'm in that mirror maze all day, but I do watch myself because it is a mirror maze. And That's true. I got to get entertained in some way. So, yeah, some, yeah. It's generally just you as well, right? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a lot of me. I can see me everywhere I look. It's nuts. Yeah, so do you ever kind of... You, you, you talk to yourself, other versions of yourself in this big mirrory maze. I mean, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. kind of lonely down there, right? Honestly, yeah, I talk to myself all the time. I have arguments with myself. Okay, well, about um, what? Uh, mostly like, hey, uh, do I eat this delivery guy? No, don't do it. Yeah, I'm going to do it. All right, do it. Arr, 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 arr. And, then, <laughs> and then the other versions of you are gone and you're full. And I guess you're less, uh, yeah, they, come, they come back. And then I'm sleepy. And what's, then, your, what's your favorite type of delivery guy to eat? Uh, well, I only uh, eat Greek food, so I only get delivery people from those places. I see. Uh, they, Nick, they don't have to be Greek. Yeah, what's Nick, up? Might, might I suggest that the next time you order Greek food, um, instead of eating the delivery guy, you could let him go so that he knows the way out. 
And then it might be easier for subsequent delivery people to make their way to you. So you won't be so hungry next time. Oh, oh shit, Madrin, you just blew my freaking <laughs> mind. But Nick, but this is, here's the flip side of this too, though, but then everyone would know that you're there, you know? Oh I mean, shit, <laughs> Will, you just blew my mind. Wow, so this like, is complex. So do you want to let him out? And, and so that, you know, other people know that you're there, but then people would be like, there's a Minotaur in Niagara Falls. And I can only imagine that the next part of that sequence is a King Kong style cage that you have to be in and people come and they huck peanuts at you and you oh, are even yeah. angrier than you were already. Yeah, you know what? Now now that all of that has come, yeah. You know what? I wasn't thinking all the way through. I, I would really prefer that you not end up King Kong style caged, Nick. So you know what? You just eat those delivery people. That's fine. Honestly, That's fine. I think coming on this podcast has kind of let the cat out of the bag that I exist in Niagara Falls and that oh, I am something you well, can find. And I have to say, part of the reason that we do this remotely is that you can't eat us. And so, you know, and part of the, the agreement that we, we had you uh, sign means that we can share this information with the general public. So I guess my point is kind of moot. Yeah, no, 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 I get it. And uh, super smart, because I would have totally eaten you both, you know, like for real, for real. For, for, for sure, for sure. For yeah, sure. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and uh, we wanted to have more than four episodes. So I think this was the right call. Now, that being said, even if people have listened to this podcast and they know where to find you, They'd also have to be able to, you know, capture you, capture yeah. you, outsmart you, outfight you. And I feel like you know that Maze Amir is pretty well. Am I right? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I know it pretty well. I uh, can't get out for some reason. Like, oh, I've no. tried to find my way out because I can hear the, like, arcade games being played, but I cannot get to them. And that is frustrating, you know? That is frustrating. Do you, do you think you'd enjoy arcade games? I think so. I mean, uh, probably. What have you heard about them through the walls? What, what's I hear the... uh, ding, 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 high score. You did well. Stuff like that. What do you think that means, high score? Uh, I have to assume that it means that somebody had sex and I wouldn't want to do that. Oh, no. That's so, not what that means. It's no? actually quite not, possible. Not, well, not in an arcade game anyway. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah, it's actually just like a kind of digital screen and you pretend to be somebody else. Now you're good at pretending to be somebody else and, and you try to rack up points, which are kind of like arbitrary currency. And the more arbitrary currency you get, the higher your score is. And but probably mostly like children and parents around you, I'd imagine. So I sure. think it's probably like if I had to guess how much sex was happening in the arcade next to your maze of mirrors i'd say probably none yeah. oh that's so weird like i i guess nobody ever says like look at this digital screen that i'm playing a character on no while they're they probably games. they just slam things they slam they, things they're like oh yeah oh yeah. and then like and then at There's the end of it they're like moaning they're and like, grunting. let me get that sticky hand yeah. and i'm like that's gotta be a sex thing no you i know, think now that you describe the the sounds of gaming, I, I can see why you were confused. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it for does sure. sound a little sexual. Um, yeah. Um, so you, you're 32. Yeah, right? yeah. You're pretty youthful for a Minotaur. Some of them live for very uh, long, I think thousands of years. Oh, um, tight. Did you know that? I had no idea. I'm a, I live a pretty sheltered life. Yeah. 
Yeah, how is that that you ended up on your own? Your parents ended up not with you, and you don't have any knowledge of um, your past. I was, I guess, raised in the the Sheridan in in Niagara Falls, and uh, but I don't really have like a great memory of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just remember, uh, I just remember my dad like saying goodbye to me in this in this funhouse maze um and he said he, he said nick i you're gonna carry on the tradition of many minotaurs before you mm. and guard this maze i'm gonna go throw myself in a creek oh no um yeah that's all i that's really all i remember well that's sad for you and for him and yeah. for your mother who i assume is still out there I assumed uh, that she was dead. Oh, well, uh, yeah, I don't, true, I don't think dairy cows live 30 years. Yeah, but I mean, we're dealing with kind of a magical scenario too. Oh, as that's well. fair enough. So fair I have enough. to say, your father, seemingly a regular man, must have some sort of concept of this, this deal with the world that, that could create a minotaur because he wasn't a minotaur. He just knew that he could create a minotaur in this way which is quite extraordinary. Yeah, yeah, no, I and guess. And so that means that potentially he created some sort of deal with the deity, could be a devil, could have been Poseidon, could have been Zeus, could have been any of them, but he must have been some sort of magical guy. Not magical in terms of his demeanor because he sounds like he abandoned you and you know that's not very cool, but he sounds like there's some sort of magic involved in him. Yeah, you know, honestly, what? like if you told me that there was a book written on Kalfa Vardolos, I would be like, that's awesome. Um, I just assumed that there would be because he, I guess, made me, which I feel like I'm a pretty cool guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but totally. no, you're saying there's nothing out there about, about him, eh? No, well, not that I um, know of. Not, not, not that we a, know. On yeah, a deep dive. Dang. Yeah, there's no secret uh, book. Uh, I, I found this. There's a, there's a myth of Theseus. There's all these kind of stories about Theseus, but he's really old. He was really old. There's nothing that I got within the past, I'd say, you know, 3,000, I mean, wait, more than that. There's, there's oh. nothing uh, within the past yeah. 2,000 years. Old AF, old AF. Old AD. Oh, uh, old AD, oh. Oh, tight, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so um, look, we, we know that your family life is kind of problematic. We know that you live in this, this fun house um but are, are you going to continue to age like did you age in a normal way are you immortal and you're going to stay looking like this for all time or i guess maybe you don't know i honestly don't know and I, I, i'm not gonna lie i think 32 was just like a guess because there is no way to tell time in here oh, oh no fair enough, fair enough. Well, yeah we're gonna have to look up maybe when this building was built because yeah it could have been longer than that. If you have no sense of it time, it could have been less than that. <laughs> you could be like five and thought be. that you went through so many more years because of the grief of being alone in there. Do they turn off the lights or are the lights always on? The Do lights you know? are always on. They're always neon. <laughs> oh, no. They are hurting my eye. Like they hurt my eyes always. I guess you get some sense of day and night. The sound of what you thought was fornication probably stopped every day, but maybe it doesn't is it a 24-hour space um i guess i mean it goes from uh i hear laughter i hear sex noises 
I hear... Which is the video games that we talked about. Yeah, 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 the video games. Uh, I hear what I assume is parents going like, no, we have to go now. Get in the van. Get in the van. Uh, And then like... uh, And then I hear somebody telling jokes. um, And then I hear people laughing. And then it goes quiet. And then I hear what sounds like a person humming really loudly. And then the laughter and video games, I guess, sex noises uh, start up again. So is that a 24 hour cycle, do you think? Again, I wanna be really clear that I don't think there's any sex noises. Because as far as I know, there's not a lot of parents that walk into that circumstance and say, we've gotta go right now, get in the car. I don't think that's ever happened. Um, Certainly that's never happened to me. I hope it never happens to anybody. Uh, but, uh, I think we're going to have to, unless, you know, and we could be wrong about this. Maybe it's used for a different context after hours, you know, maybe you're hearing something that we haven't heard. It sounds like perhaps maybe it's a comedy club after hours that, you know, if you hear people telling jokes and then other people laughing, and then I would wager that what sounds like the odd humming is perhaps vacuuming because that's, that's someone who is cleaning the space so that the next day when the kids come in to play the games, it's clean again. Oh, wow, that is cool. So vacuums sound like, huh. They do, yeah. yeah. they do. Oh, yeah. Cool, yeah. cool, yeah, tight, all right. Yeah, so, um, yeah, that's vacuuming. It's a that's little vacuuming. thing. That's- <laughs> Honestly, I came on this podcast to learn as much about you guys as I assume you guys came to learn about me. Well, I'm yeah. so glad that we were able to to educate you a bit about our world. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Well, we've we, we know that you you do a lot of listening, a lot of uh, eating of delivery men. What do you do for fun? You know, what do you do for fun in there? In this, um, I mean, fun house of mirrors. Uh. Uh, shit. Um, am I allowed to talk about my, my private parts? Cause I mean, it does say explicit on the podcast. So, oh, uh, then I masturbate like a lot. <laughs> I, I figured you probably did. Like I have a bull head and a bull tail, but I have a very human body Yeah, and uh very human hands. And, well, and you seem to be 32 or younger you know maybe 32 or younger uh horny as hell (laughs) yeah well yeah you've got those horns there which uh did answer my question that i was wondering before i had seen you whether you were bull up top or not um yeah 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 pretty strong looking horns there very strong horns um yeah i i did accidentally once uh hit, hit my head into a mirror broke it and I heard a voice from outside of the, the maze go, hey, don't do that. Uh, so I've never done that again. So these are pristine babies. Mm-hmm. Now, this brings up a further question I have about this scenario, which is that if you can break the mirrors, then somebody must be replacing this mirrors and surely somebody in that building knows you there. I'm not sure if it's the owner or a caretaker or just a random human being that's been checking up on you, but somebody is allowing you to stay in that space. So, you know, you paying rent or are you doing some sort of favors for somebody? Why haven't they tried to, you know, kick you out of there? It's some prime real estate. Yeah, no, you raised some really good questions. Like I uh, just assumed that my dad, before he left, talked to somebody that runs the place and was like, hey, take care of my boy. Um, oh. I've only broken the one mirror and 
the next and I, I don't know if I've ever come across it again. It's a pretty big maze. But if I did, I'm sure it's either been replaced or cleaned up. Um, yeah, so you must I have feel some like, sort of silent guardian. I think so, because honestly, somebody's ordering this food for me. Yeah. Um, and it's always Greek, so they know. They know. They, they know your preferences. Yeah. And they, are, they must be cleaning up after you, maybe with the vacuum. Yeah, because I take poops everywhere. You yeah, know what I'm saying? It, it would really pile up. You yeah. Know? Yeah, you can't have kids buy, find a, you know, your, your poop all over the place. Well, I mean, kids are pooping everywhere too. And <laughs> yeah, that's, true. Uh, that's also getting cleaned up. It mostly just smells like piss, but like, yeah, no, that stuff's getting cleaned up for the most part. Have Man, have I have not been to Clifton Hill in a really long time, but it sounds like it is just really devolved into a lot of hedonistic debauchery. <laughs> yeah, and I think, Madrid, it's probably for the best interest that we don't go and visit because yeah. Nick has made it very clear that he would eat he us. He would eat us, yes, no, he will No, no, from what I hear, it sounds very fun. You should definitely go to the mirror maze at the Fun Zone in Clifton Hills, Niagara Falls. Honestly, know, I'm pretty sure you can get a group on. I heard somebody say that. Imagine there's a group on. So yeah, I don't know. Oh. I feel like maybe I should. Yeah, um, I don't. Yeah. Well, uh, I haven't been to Niagara Falls in a while, and yeah, I, it I just seems so friendly. I, I was, I was, uh, you know, maybe we'll coordinate coordinate some sort of group booking, or we can get some sort of monstrology discount. Um, oh, that would be no, great. Wait, yeah, no, wait, yeah. no, 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 Nick, uh, Nick. Oh, yeah, you, no, come. No, Don't you can guess it. No, Nick, you just lured me in with your kindness and your Groupons. Yeah, oh. bring some souvlaki. Oh. Yeah, you like, have some sort of, like, it's not mind control. You're just so damn nice. I thought you'd be oh, thank you. charming. Stop thank you. Oh, no wonder they let you stay in there. You, you're such a good vibe, but I just don't want to be eaten by you. Oh. Well, that's a shame because I would have loved to get in my got my mouth on on your human flesh. Okay, okay. Well, easy there, Nick. Sorry, uh, I, I just you know, look, I look, get excited. Look, I mean, uh, we are bound to have these conversations with lots of monsters who want to eat us, but this is why we've we've set up this virtual uh, interface here. Now, you're uh, I assume quite good at hunting. You have a superhuman strength and speed. Is there ever one that's gotten away? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, there was one little girl who got away. And honestly, bless her soul. I hope she lives a long, happy, healthy life. But uh, she was like, she saw me, she screamed. And I went, ah, I'm gonna eat you. Uh, and then she was like, but wait, look over there. And I looked and me everywhere as always. And then she freaking took off. And honestly, Good honor. I couldn't. I couldn't keep up. I couldn't catch up. I couldn't sniff her out. Everything smelled like piss and shit. Yep. And I, I'll be honest. I think that little girl probably went right to her parents and said, "I saw a minotaur." And then they were like, "No, you didn't. Let's come along." And so you see, get in the minivan. Get the yeah, minivan. Yeah. Get the minivan. Go. Get the minivan. <laughs> We've used yep. up all of our Groupon perks. Get the. Get in. Yep. Yeah. That's that's what the parents seem to sound like there. So I think your secret was probably safe and sound. I mean, it's going to be a different, whole different, you're going to have a, a lot of visitors. Uh, so it, it's, you know, there's some good and bad from being on the podcast. You're going to have a lot to eat. You're just going to have a lot of situations on your hands. There'll uh, just be a lot of people coming, coming down mm -hmm. into your maze. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Good for me. Bad for you guys. Not a lot of repeat listeners if they come visit me. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm canceling that group on. So there's no okay, discount, okay. unfortunately. Yeah. yeah so, uh, <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, anyway, um, one thing I like to ask people is, I mean, you know what? I guess you don't have a sense. You haven't seen video games. You ever seen a movie or read a book or listened to music? Never seen a movie, never read a book. Uh, I hear music. Um, uh, yeah, I just hear whatever music is playing, I guess, in the fun zone. Um, well, well yeah. I gotta say, usually I, I'd like to get a sense of whether you feel that you've been accurately uh, represented in pop culture, but I think in this case, Adrian, we can pretty conclusively say that uh, he hasn't. Like, I haven't seen Nick's story like this before. Uh, he's got the labyrinth. He's he's got the human eating. So he seems to be the right monster, but a totally different uh, version. I have definitely never heard of a Greek takeout eating minotaur who who mistakes arcade games for sex noises. Hey, no. I'm one of a kind. Yeah, <laughs> one of a kind. Um, yeah. I did. I did hear some. Uh, what I assume were teenagers talking about a movie that i think was called your highness and they oh, mentioned yeah. a minotaur in that oh um, it's, i i'm right. now nick is this the only movie you've ever heard of? um yeah i did i did also you know what i did meet a guy you know what i did through the walls talk to a guy named dick hyman as well oh no okay imagine sidebar with me here for a sec okay, just, okay. Just, do you want me to not listen yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I'll, yeah, okay. I'll, yeah. Okay, so, imagine he's, he's never, he's never heard anything other than Your Highness, which is a really bad movie, and, and The Minotaur, which is like an influential song, but this is the only, should we just say it's really, really good and tell him it's really, really great, or should we tell uh, him the, the truth? I mean, he'll never know the difference. We'll just tell him it's great. Okay, and that, okay, and yeah. that The Minotaur is, is very uh, respectfully portrayed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Hey, Nick. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, what up? What up? I was just checking out my own reflection. Oh, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, thank Not you. Not a hair for... out of place on you, buddy. No, and there's a lot of them. Thank you for plugging your ears, which I can see now are kind of beneath your horns there. Yeah, um, yeah. We were just talking about how much we love those movies and we They're love so that song. Great. And it's a really oh. good, it's a really good uh, reflection of you. And I, I Dick Hyman like, is a very popular singer and in, a, in, and a, and a totally a normal name. Yes. Nothing, nothing okay. strange about it at all. Cool. Yeah. A very right, well, yeah. Res very well-respected musician and uh, name. And they probably had a wonderful upbringing just like you did. Nice. Um, tight. I'm glad to hear that. Um, I did hear something about your highness that they chopped the, the Minotaur's dick off and wore it around their neck. Is that right? Uh, well, you know what? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, <laughs> but that's yeah, not gonna yeah. happen to you. That doesn't happen all the time. And you know, it, that, oh. that Minotaur was was uh, probably I haven't seen the movie in a very long time. But uh, imagine, wasn't he like very well endowed? So very, so very yeah, I mean, well I, endowed. I think I think that was part of the plot, right? Is like that they had to wear his penis for their own virility, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's huh? only yeah, because yeah, it yeah, was yeah. so, so incredible that they that they needed it as a core, core piece of the plot, so. Yeah. Ah, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, no, um, glad to hear that because from what I can tell, I don't have a lot of uh, reference, but I'm pretty sure I got a small dick. So that's cool oh. that there's other Minotaurs with... Well, you know Big what? Ones. You're still young. You're still young, Nick. You're at most 32 years old. You could still only be six. You could be not even at your full size for all sorts of parts of your body. So maybe something to look forward to. Ah, then I will look forward to that. Thank you. That's, all that's right. Nice. I didn't. I didn't know I'd come out of this 
looking forward to the rest of my life because honestly i was dreading it a bit yeah puberty is going to be real fun for you oh, uh, yeah 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 so um this is the the time of the day where we usually uh pitch things if i had to guess nick uh do you have do you have something you want to pitch um i did uh i did hear some kids outside talking about something called cookie biscuits comedy on youtube mm-hmm. um that sounded pretty that sounded pretty tight i would check out i would check out that if i was able this device that your intern set me up with am i able to watch am i able to watch shit on it yeah oh my oh, god sick. you got the computer there well it was the, the interns but um they're not gonna need it anymore they so won't I think, need it now you it's yours it. now you're gonna All do right. a lot of discovering on there and uh, you're gonna discover a lot about the internet too um yeah so I think uh, definitely check out Cookie Biscuits. I've heard of Cookie Biscuits. I think they're super funny. They're uh, very funny. Very Aww. funny. Really, really great group of uh, sketch comedy writers, actors, improvisers. So definitely check that out. And um, look, maybe you should. I'm not going to say whether you should or shouldn't go visit this maze of mirrors. We just all have definitely been talking about the fact that it exists. Um, my uh, plug of the day is definitely this book that I haven't read called The Minotaur Takes a Cigarette Break, just because I think it's going to be fun. Might be a fun gift to get to somebody uh, for Christmas. Nice, affordable thing. Um, you can look it up there on, on the internet, uh, Nick, and see if that... Uh... Oh, I'm going to look up so much <laughs> stuff now. Well, let's not get into all the things you're going to look up because I feel what like... What other things can I look up? <laughs> uh, anything, anything you could look up. Imagine, do you have anything you want to uh, pitch before we let uh, Nick look up some things on the internet? I would like to promote uh, frequent hand washing and mask wearing while in public so as not to spread communicable diseases such mm-hmm. as the one that I currently have. Uh, luckily it's not COVID I know for sure it's not COVID test came back negative however it is like the worst cold I've ever had in my life yeah Nick you're gonna wanna so you're gonna wanna do two things which is um get vaccinated and also look up what COVID is we don't have time to deal with that and teach you all about that because it's really depressing oh no is that why it got so quiet here for a while (laughs) yeah must have been closed for so long well there's no one there's no one to pick up your stuff too must have gotten really rank in there oh yeah Um, yeah yeah. no it did it did yeah yeah so um you know look up some other stuff on the internet but maybe uh don't go into public maybe you have a really great immune system too Uh, i'm sure that the magic uh helps you out in that sense yeah yeah yeah, yeah. for certain but let's say for sure that it does um anyway uh it's been really great uh to meet you nick um it's been a real joy learning about your uh your life and learning a little bit more about you and um you know uh rest in peace to our intern um i imagine i'm gonna go mad props greg yeah 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 yeah. he he was a real one you know so uh OG. And if anybody else is looking uh, for an internship, um, we have a spot that just came available. Um, You know, you can always uh, reach out and we'll we'll hook you up to Go to interesting places, meet exciting people. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a thrilling adventure. Mm -hmm. But we won't send you back to uh, Nick because he'll eat you. Yeah, (laughs) it's all good. I've already got a laptop. So if we got to do this again, you don't need to send an intern. Oh, oh, that's good. There's one thing that I have to tell you about the internet. That's really going to streamline this process for you. And yeah, tell I me. I feel like now I'm kind of uh, aiding and abetting crime, but you can order food 
on the computer. Oh, wow. You could try try food that's not just Greek food. In fact, you know, I can't say for certain, maybe you could try some good plant-based food and you'll like that just as much as human flesh. We don't know. It's possible. Uh, It's unlikely, (laughs) but it's possible. So, you know, we'll see. I mean, I'm not going to promise anything, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, But hey, you know what? Maybe, maybe I did a little bit of good in the world and there'll be a few less uh, (laughs) missing uh, people and children in the fun house of mirrors uh, this time next week. So uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, Thank you guys so much for having me. It's been such a pleasure, honestly. Uh, I know I live in a fun zone, but this has been the funnest zone. Oh, thank you so much, Nick. I just imagine he keeps sucking me in with his charm. I just keep I forgetting he eats He's people, just, but just you know, so it's nice. just it's not everyone's perfect, Will. It's just one little personality flaw. Yeah, it's true. It's just one little personality. He's so many. He's got so many good things going for him. Well, that's all we've got for this week. Um, uh, uh, hope you have a great two weeks and we'll be back for a very special uh, edition of Monstrology. Uh, if you're thinking and looking at the calendar and think the holidays are coming up, we might have something special for you. So we'll see you on, well, we'll see you, but you'll hear us on the next episode of Monstrology. Monstrology.